Welcome home, man. What's up, dude? We got the show to play. Uh-huh. We're gonna put this album up, but we don't have any beats, hmm. guys. What are we gonna do? Hear me out. What if we just resurrect the ghost of Shemrock Christ to make us some funky, funky beats? It's so crazy, it just might That's work. great, yeah, yeah. After Lee's we'll have sex with your mom. We had no beats to rock, so we had to bring back the ghost of Shemrock. Cause we're comfortably stung. Knock, so we brought back Shamrock With a little bit of that and a little bit of this Pull a rabbit out of hat and I hit it with a bat like this We gotta resurrect Black Pressure He's my ghost friend and no one can do it better my ghost friend. Plus my girlfriend's Haitian so I might know a spell or two But I'm just saying What? What are you saying? We're comfortably scum and if we bring Sham back I will comfortably come Scum on me trying to follow you to crop dust got the picky all icky hiding in a mop Paranoid as a boy cry with my cock Fuck the genitalia smell like pee Cause I penetrate side from it Pop trumpet and I love the texture of polyester Let me call action figures Ronnie Clark Stiff as a brick Not a judgment fuck you weather Essential nature river Oh so blessed with all these treasures Alright everybody put your foreskins together Here we go I've been I've doing them but I Give me the power I beg you to summon the source of black Shamrock Hey guys Your brothers with production of a god. Comfortably scum. We'll have sex with your mom. We had no beats to rock, so we had to bring back the ghost of Shamrock. Cause we're comfortably scum. We'll put one in your bomb. We had a show. Knock so we brought back Shamrock. That was a good song. Let's play who's in their mouth. Starting with episode 1011, the, the Twitch era of the Just Joshing podcast is officially over. We are now in the midst of a transformation to a travel show, the Twitch travel era. 1011 is my first travel show. Barb Sim is my guest. There's going to be a variety of these things. Now, if you want to see all the travel episodes well before they ever come out as officially part of canon on the show, check out patreon.com slash justjoshingpodcast. Five bucks gets you access to all the interviews up there so far. There's a bunch of them up there that are going to be coming real soon. More are going up there right now, including SDCC. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, the best way to do it, if you got a couple bucks, go to patreon.com slash justjoshingpodcast. And there we are. Oh, yeah, I should have I should have asked. And I apologize for interrupting. <laughs> sure. Uh, now, but, sir. 
Oh, well, hello, everyone. Uh, what are the rules on language on your podcast? Two rules. Don't be a bigot. I don't okay, swear. That's... Did that, okay. um, right? If you're going to be a dick, be an entertaining one. Okay. I just, I, I have a podcast of my own, and I, I have a sailor's mouth, so. It's okay. You, you That comes with the territory, I find. Because you just, <laughs> you, you get, um, how many interviews have you done? Or have you done interviews? I do interviews every episode, and I just did two last night, actually. So thirty-seven of them. Okay. So I, this is this is more than that, but this is officially my one thousand fourteenth episode. Yeah, after, right? I saw I saw that. Like after a while, you just honestly you just want to cut to the chase, and you know what? People will say what they will about swearing, but one of the things I've known about it is it cuts through a lot of shit. Just yeah. gets right to the point, and that's what we're here. I mean, I'm here to have a good time and, and have a conversation with you. Mm. Special thanks to Natalie Dime for creating this opportunity for both. Of yes, ab- absolutely. Right. So, you from the San Diego area yourself? No, actually, I'm currently in the greater LA area, LA County. I'm in the Valley. Uh, just just to kind of be broad about it, but. No, yeah, you don't need to, I don't need to know your anywhere, your exact address then. Yeah, <laughs> My social security that, and everything. Yeah. I, I don't know you that well, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just give an idea. So, uh, no, I uh, I was in San Diego for the Comic-Con. So, oh, uh, cool. Yeah. My first time as a professional, which was kind of fun. And uh, I got to meet Natalie in person, which is kind which was, which was sweet. She's uh very she's an incredibly sweet person and mm-hmm. uh you know next time i go out there it'll be my turn to treat her to dinner so but she treated me which is kind of cool so awesome yeah 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 she's great oh she is she's fantastic and a great musician i hope mm-hmm. i would love to see more music from her i think it would be kind of cool but that's it you're a musician yeah. yourself i imagine you guys did you guys work together or we have not worked together but we had a mutual friend um who passed away a couple years ago and that's kind of how we met but they they work together on songs and we have uh uh we performed his uh memorial show like two years ago so that yeah that's where we officially met that's 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 actually kind of special note really you know yeah 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 it it, that that's actually kind of special it's a it's a it's a cool way to make a bond so um Mm -hmm. yeah maybe I hope next time you do do to do perform, it's not a wake or or, or, or a funeral. Yeah, under under better circumstances <laughs> would be nice, but yeah, yeah, happier one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ha- happy's good. Happy's good. So are you just so obviously you're a podcaster, you're a musician. Do you mm. do any other cool other stuff for plans for world domination, or is this that is this is that the list? Uh well so yeah I I do music I specifically I rap I got the podcast where I talk about entertainment um uh, I am an aspiring like writer actor filmmaker I don't have a whole lot to show for it but like it's on it's on my list I got uh we're we're filming some stuff for a movie I got casted in this Friday so that's that's you know something I got I think I have like one credit on IMDB for a pilot that never saw the light of day so I got two credits yeah. on IMDB it's okay you'll beat me by next Friday you'll tie me and then your next project you'll overtake me exactly you know, exactly. exactly dude I mean honestly it doesn't I, I have a theory and this is kind of how I look at it is 
if you're doing work, even though you haven't necessarily shown it to the world, you mm. are a writer, filmmaker, musician, artist, illustrator, whatever that you describe yourself as, right? I got, I don't, I, I, I actually, I have come to despise the word aspiring, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel, like, I, I feel you either do or you don't. Maybe that's just me. Well, I think I get that like imposter syndrome because I am so close to LA and I see so many people who are working and they have credits and they have things to show for it. And then when I have the same conversation with them, I'm like, here's my nothing, just crickets and an empty, you know, room. So, uh, well, I, I think, I think you're selling yourself a little short, my friend. I mean, I yeah, don't know you, I, 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 I don't know you very well, but just based on that little tidbit right there, it's, yo, you, you're selling yourself very short. Yeah. I think the way I look at it though is, not that I'm selling myself short, but that I just try to be humble about it. Like if I, if I had more to go off of, I probably would brag a lot more for sure. I, it's, I, it's not. Okay. So I, it's not that I, it's not about necessarily about bragging. I, 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 I had this, um, so doing the, the, the show, I, I talked to a lot of people who are well-known or not so well-known and I realized that that's a normal part of my life mm -hmm. and I'm not humble. I mean, I had an email from an author by the name of Tanya Huff, who's relatively well known in her field. Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, this, these, these are regular conversations for my life. And I, again, I'm not saying it here just sound like an egomaniac. I have a big enough ego as it is. Don't need to feed that. But it's not it's not about being humble. It's not about like, what do I have with everybody else? It, that to me, honestly, that doesn't matter. What matters is what are you doing? What is it like, 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 because that's what you can, can control of. Like, you know this, you, like, based on just this very, very short intro, you know how hard it is to turn art into some kind of living or finance or value mm -hmm. in this world. And yep. the fact that you see people doing these amazing things with it is, if anything, should give you hope, because if they can do it, you can too. Oh, well, I definitely have hope. I'm not saying, like, I... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I... I sorry. I'm confident in my ability, but other than being able to say that I'm confident in my ability, I can't prove the my ability to anyone until they can actually see it. You know, like I got, I got, I got, I, I'm just, I have, I'm of the mind that like, I'm, I need to see it to believe it. And I kind of just project that on a lot of things. So like once, uh, and I grew up with not grew up with the term, but when I was getting into the field of like acting, I learned the phrase, uh, you're only as good as your last piece of work. So my last piece of work was <laughs> nothing. So, you know, I just, it, it is harsh. It is harsh, but I also think that it kind of keeps me sharp when it comes to it. Like, I don't, I don't want to just think like, Oh, I am a great actor go in and then botch something. I want to make sure that I'm ready for it. You know? I, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer the, this is the only thing I, I've learned about this is you're gonna see I, I've started I started drawing a few years back, mm -hmm. right? I've become competent. I'm not gonna say I'm good, but I've become competent at it, right? And when I started, I definitely had nothing to show for it, right? And, and I'm going by this because this is my most recent like attempt. Yeah. But I, I I think, see when you start something to me. I think that's the most 
fun you can have because you don't know what you are yet. Right. I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think that's a, uh, uh, a hindrance. I think that's like a possibility. It's like, okay, you like, okay, you're going in. I don't know what, what, what kind of, if you don't mind my asking, what kind of movie are you filming? Um, I want to say it's like a psychological thriller, maybe kind of on the realm of horror, but okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is your first attempt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Say it's fantastic. You might have found a calling. Mm -hmm. Say it isn't. Okay. You can try something else. You might be the greatest comedic rom-com actor in this generation. It's a possibility. You mm -hmm. might be the greatest action hero, right, of this generation. Why not? Right, right. See, at this moment, it, I kind of feel like what you are is, if you, uh, is I'm I'm playing a video game right now called Persona Five. So this has got so the tarot deck is kind of in there. You're the fool about to start on this journey, and like the the mythological fool, where you mm -hmm. can literally be anything or become anything on this journey. I think that's a great spot to be in in art. I, I don't necessarily think. I think you're right. You shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to be the best at it. But maybe I'd be, but maybe instead of like saying, oh man, I'm nothing. It's like, you know what? I'm nothing. But you know what? I would add something. It's like, you know, I'm nothing right now, but what will I be tomorrow? And I think that's a, yeah. I think like, like that's a, maybe that's a positivity thing, but it's yeah. just, it, it just feels like, you know, I, I just feel like, yeah, you're being a little too. I think a little too harsh on yourself. Well, it probably comes off way more self-deprecating than I really feel it internalized. Sure. When I when I when I verbalize it, but um, you know, I am pretty malleable and I just I've just learned not to have any expectations and just to go with go with the flow, see what happens, try my best and you know, I'm not the kind of person that if if I do a bad job, I'm going to just quit, you know, I'll continue doing it until i nail it you know what i mean so it's like sure. you know so like i do have a good attitude about things i just i do think i have a bad habit of coming off very self-deprecating <laughs> well, well it's beyond like self-deprecation is good it's like wow it's like it's like you're just hammering yourself it's just like ooh, dude like you know yeah i mean i mean listen if you're gonna hammer yourself at least do at least bomb first like i mean i mean if that because at that point you'd be like okay i really did suck but but I, I kind of, again, I'm just saying this, I just say this just from my perspective is, this is, I mean, yes, we're trying to become something new and wonderful, mm -hmm. but I always remember this too, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Least, right, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's have fun with it. Right. And that's oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely, I definitely do have a great time with it. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like the kind of person that I would rather say, that I'm not good and then exceed everyone's expectations than to, say, than to say that I am the best and then underperform. So I think, I think that's part of my philosophy. I, sure. I'd rather, I'd rather come in, you know, be, 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 be the quiet guy in the room and then show everyone what I'm capable of. There you go. And there's yeah. some confidence. There is actually a look. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to nail this. Right. right oh, yeah. Bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's in there. It's in there. I'm, you know, that's good. Yeah, but no, I, I, I again, just, just out of just, yeah, you need this. You, like that's one of the things I've learned in this. Like, I write. I'm a freelancer. I learned that 
if I come across like I can't do anything, I never will. And if I come across in an odd way, having that sense of a little bit of that sense of bravado serves you, right? Because yeah. it lets you it lets you open doors. What I've what I've learned in doing it though is, um, in that bravado is, don't treat people poorly, right? Have the yeah. have the belief in yourself. That's good. But if it goes anywhere past that, then you and your ego need to have a little conversation in the corner. You need mm. to like, you know, like, you know, slow it down. That's when the self-deprecation can come in. It's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I need that. I need that. That's just me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just on something or maybe, no. you know, no. it's, it's a, everyone, everyone's got their own methodology, you know, their own yeah. methods to the madness, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and, and like I joke with you off the air is like sometimes every time I do one of these episodes, it's like, I don't know what to expect. Like we really, we literally like we said hi before we started. It's like, hi. <laughs> it's like, yeah, literally. Yeah. So it's like, this could either be the greatest thing ever, or this could be the worst thing ever. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be the worst thing ever. You seem like you're a pr- pretty chilled guy. And yeah. How long have you been doing your, how long have you been doing the rap and the music? If you don't mind my asking. Um, well, I started rapping like when I was like fourteen, probably. I wasn't recording anything, but you know, I'd be rapping along to lyrics, or I'd be trying to come up with like a couple bars here and there of my own. Um, you know, sometimes I would get together with friends around the age of fifteen, and we start freestyling, and then uh, one day, uh. We were, I met up with some friends after school because in, in high school, it was 10th grade, we were in a filmmaking class where we were supposed to make just little school projects and try to learn film. Uh, we were meeting up with a couple of guys from the class, me and my buddy who started rapping, like freestyling together. Uh, we would meet up and we were trying to film something. But one of the one of our buddies, Travis, he was really he was running late to the shoot to like whatever shoot, I guess. But. Uh, he ended up showing up super late and he like came in all panicked and he was just like, dude, I just stabbed somebody. And we're just like, what the fuck? And it turned out that um, some guy tried to jump him while he was on his way over on a bike and the guy punched him off his bike and was trying to rob him. So he pulled out a pocket knife and stabbed the guy in the leg, like a little, you know, like a uh, flick switchblade type of thing. So he stabbed the guy in the leg and got away. Um, and then our friend, he was in shock because of it. So he ended up like passing out like on our other buddy's bed. So our buddy Gabe had a little piano. He's like, okay, well, I guess we're not filming. So he's like, I'm going to make a beat and you guys are going to rap on it. And that's basically how we started rapping. Wow. Yeah. It's a funny story. Yeah, it is funny. A little surreal. I'm glad your your buddy was okay. I, I take yeah. it. All yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Little, just in shock a little bit, which is totally. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and then from there, it, it just, guys just enjoyed it like were you a band or did you just kind of all go well ways so me me and the guy simon who was there was who was the other guy he went to a different high school and i was friends with him for a while we would like smoke weed and shit like that uh but we so we'd hang out often i brought him to the film shoot with me uh, with the buddies that i had from the high school that i was going to and uh after that situation we had gotten together on several occasions and we would just like rap and rap and rap and then simultaneously around junior year i was trying to form a band with um 
with some friends. It was gonna be more of like a ska punk band with like heavy, like heavy, like yelling vocals. But all of us were just way too high and sucked at our instruments. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys who played guitar, he was like, "You guys are just high all the time." So we quit the band after a handful of practices, and and then That's we're right. just like, and then we're just like, okay, so I guess we got to find a new guitarist. But we put that on the back burner because we were just you know potheads in high school. And then uh, we were hanging out at our buddy Simon's house who I would freestyle with. And then me, the two other guys from the band, Max and Dylan, all at Simon's house. And then we just start freestyling over random hip hop instrumentals on YouTube. And we said, let's just, instead of making a band, let's just be a rap group now. So we made a rap group. Nice. What were you guys called? Well, <laughs> there's a funny story behind the name too, but the 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 band, I'll, I'll start with the, what we were called as a band we had a physics class called conceptual physics and we had a really attractive teacher she was very fine so we were just like let's dedicate our band to her and we called the band conceptual so (laughs) so we called it we called it conceptual and we had to say conceptual we had to say it like that every time we said the band name but uh, we eventually uh, called the rap group Conceptual Lyrics okay. and added lyrics on the end. And yeah, we started we started a rap group and then eventually like a bunch of people from our high school ended up joining in. There was like 12 of us at one point before everyone everyone graduated and went separate ways over time, except for like the core three or four members or whatever. And there were some roster changes over the years. But um, yeah, you know, we did a. Uh, we did, we did that we were making we were pressing CDs up in my mom at my mom's house i had our first microphone was a rock band microphone that we just put it we put a sock on it and we called it the sockrophone and then my dad eventually got me my first like official microphone and then uh you know we started just recording a bunch of mixtapes and stuff and we were just selling them to kids at school and to teachers and stuff like that so that's that's that so you just an old school gorilla band like as in, you know, just making your shit, hawking your merch, and 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 just going where you could. Oh yeah, and we're pressing, we're pressing up all the CDs in my house and putting the stickers on them, and then we'd we'd make all the inserts with crayon with like the track listing. We'd write it in crayon, like to make it look all like all purposely shitty. It was hilarious. I want yeah. one of those. I actually want. To say, <laughs> I want. One of those. I legitimately There's... do. I don't know if there's any more floating around anymore. Like they're... no, man, that would be the, like like <laughs> like seriously. When this is over, you should see. Uh, nah, okay, mm-hmm. no, jo- all joking aside. Are you right? What you mm-hmm. should do is you should if you buy one of those, you should actually do like a little video insert of the tour, and you gotta tell that story. Also, I gotta ask the physics teacher: Did she find out about you guys as uh, um, the inspiration behind your band name? I mean, I'm sure she, I'm sure she knew she was, she wasn't, she wasn't dumb, but yeah, you know, yeah. we never, we never like vocalized yeah, it. Yeah. You know, that's fair. No, it's yeah. fair. I just, I, I, I just, I, I mean, so whoever you are, Miss Physics teacher, you, you inspired a band. I know, right. And yep. So mm-hmm. how long did you guys like go to, or are you still going? No, we're not going anymore. We broke up in 2014, but um, we went for about two years, almost two and a half years after we graduated high school um because we graduated in 2012 
and we did we, we start after high school we started doing shows as a group and stuff like that opened up for some cool underground names um you know it was it was fun it was fun stuff uh you know we had we had some we had some merch and then like i said a lot of, after high school a lot of the members kind of went off in their own life or went to uh like college or something and then there was like the core four there was me simon who went by the name critic uh another guy who joined up kind of late uh a different dylan there was three dylans that we hung out with there was a, the, one of the other dylans who went by doc blaze and then this dude named sam who was Wrathchild. so okay so that, that that that's that's a band as either a band group or a professional wrestling tag team i'm not quite sure i'm not quite sure it's <laughs> to go with that uh i mean we we went with rap group because a lot of our inspiration was like odd future wu-tang uh non-fiction stuff like that yeah no it's fair yeah my side gig i work at a hockey arena i'm actually going to be working in the wu-tang's concert next month so yeah oh dope yeah so i'll be i'll be i'll be there so but uh no it's it sounds to me like you like that's a hell of an origin story and sounds like you learned a lot doing it like in that time yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve having to, you know, learn how to record music and then keep the band together because we, you know, a lot of us would butt heads about sound and about what we were going to do. And, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, the live show area because there was a lot of people trying to prey on young, naive artists to try to squeeze money out of them. And, you know what I mean? So. Oh no, there's there's predators in every form of the art biz. It's just yeah. way it's just the way it is. I, I wish there was a magical happy solution to that, but the truth of the matter is that there isn't. You just you mm. gotta learn and then you gotta kinda protect yourself. Learn how to protect yourself when you when you realize what you're what, what it is. Well nowadays I do show promotions also. Uh well, I'm just starting back up. I started I, I was doing it before more, but took some time off for from show stuff for a while and then picking it back up trying to be the change or the difference in it like i don't believe in the whole pay to play format uh ticket sales is one thing but like charging someone to just perform and them making nothing off of it i don't i don't really get into that whole thing no it's that that's that's actually bullshit like honestly that that, that's that's bullshit like the fact of the matter is, like, it, it, the business fundamentals is, okay, you go to a bar or wherever it is you perform, right? I mean, the business mm-hmm. is, the place, you're, the place you're entertaining at wants to sell their stuff. So that's what you're there to do. You help them sell their stuff by being an entertaining part of the show. So if you do that, you should get a cut for it. And I mean, that that's the basic, that's the basic business philosophy. Obviously, there's a lot more details than that, yeah. but that's yeah. how it should be, folks. That's how I agree. I, I agree. I do think artists should get paid. You know, at the very least, they shouldn't be charged. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I think they should be paid. Um, if, if nothing else, their time. Um, at least mm-hmm. a little bit of their time. And you got to understand that, like, like especially if the people have the money. They, I mean, you, you definitely just like that. that yeah. Is, the, the, well, if they have the money, is one thing. Like, because I have done shows where we just barely break even. And like I could throw like people gas money, but it is difficult to like, because if I'm paying out of pocket, you know, it is it is it is hard to throw oh, the show that way. But oh, oh, oh no, and and fair enough. Like I said, it's I'm not again to like as I said, folks, there are details to this that definitely yeah. need to be figured out. But you gotta know where you are at too. Like for example, in your case, you're kind of starting out. You don't hmm. you haven't established 
like I don't know what relationships you've had, whatever venues you're at, like whatever mm. venues you're at, but you establish those relationships, you build up the, their base, they build up you. It's kind of how it goes, right? And as you build yeah. up, you can pay more. That's just how it goes. And yeah. um, but when you're starting, you, you kind of got to take the chance. But all, I mean, but also like in that boat, like you understand too. Like in my case, writing wise, I can't work for free. Yeah, right? I I just can't. So mm. I have to, so I may, so someone like me, the equivalent of me in the music world might say, well, I can't, you get that. You let them do their thing, right? Even if they want to, um, mm. right? And, and, but there are other people, again, who need to build a resume up, who need to, who need to get out there and get the experience of it. And if that's where you're at right now, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, you're not Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're not paying those people. You're not charging those people to play for you. Yeah, I would. I can't. I can't do that. You know. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. At least not without giving them the opportunity to make money, mon- their money back or something like that. Like if there was a case where like they had to sell twenty tickets, but they get to keep like thirty percent of the profit or something like that. Like I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Like so, like that's yeah. that's a, that's a different kind of thing though. But yeah, yeah. so that's where yeah. we're at. No, that's fair. That's fair. So okay, so going back to your origin story here how old are you i don't know i can't i can't pick your 20, can't, 29 29 so mm-hmm. 2014 was uh so you broke up so did you get did you pursue a solo career or did you try to get a day job what is it what was what was the i point? mean yeah i had i had a day job i was working in audio like uh do, doing working as an audio tech or like a stage hand or you know that that kind of that kind of field i had a few different companies that i worked with and each one kind of gave me a different position. Um, I mean, straight out of high school, I basically, I, I went to college for like a half a semester, maybe a semester, and then dropped out to just get straight into work uh, because I had the opportunity to intern doing sound stuff and then just kind of moved up from there. So like I was working the entire time, basically right right out of high school. But um, yeah, so doing that, uh, I kept I kept working, but I did try to continue pursuing the music stuff. I was doing, uh, I was trying to find like my home basically after because after high school, uh, basically my whole friend group was this rap group, and once the rap group broke up, I was like, oh shit, I don't I don't have any fucking friends. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I was trying to find like a new a new place to call home, and I tried, uh, you know find uh fitting in with different crowds and doing shows with this the, these groups of people or these groups of people and you know i had some good experiences and some not so great experiences i don't want to say anything was exactly bad but like sour taste in my mouth kind of experiences but you know so i tried a handful of different things over the years and um you know uh depending on what was going on with life and my uh mental health or physical health i would be slower here or there but i kept doing like at least a show a year or um you know trying to put out records i slowed down a lot between like 2016 and 2018 was like probably my slowest years but then 2019 i started to pick back up and then dropped another group record in 2020 and now i just you know, now I'm finally starting to put more stuff out regularly and I have a bunch of other things planned that I'm working on. So, so are you still in the group now? 
I'm in a new group called Comfortably Scum. <laughs> okay, that's I I, yeah. I I I like the I like the uh, the bird play there. It, it's clever. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's clever. Uh, yeah. So I, I'll give you that. So I'm going to ask this: Always in groups? Would you ever solo, or did you? Oh, solo? I do have so I do have solo stuff. Um, I have. I used to go by Halfwit, and when I was going by Halfwit, I had two solo mixtapes that were all original beats, but I couldn't get sample clearance. So that's that's been my big problem. Is I've worked with a lot of people throughout the years, where I can't get sample clearance with their with their producers because I don't produce; I just rap. So I've struggled with the sample clearance thing. So I have two. I, I was originally putting them out as albums, but I couldn't upload them anywhere officially. So now I just call them mixtapes. They're on my website, but each one of those was like thirty songs each. And then I slowed down, and I was trying to. I met I met some new people who I've been uh, working with lately, and you know we kind of went through a whole rebranding process, where uh, took a year and a half or so to get everything kind of all my ducks in a row did a whole rebranding process. I just put out, uh, I, I, I gathered like a bunch of instrumentals and beats. Um, I put out, what, what we did is we split them in half. We took the best the best ones that kind of fit together and where we said, we're going to make an, a, like a full on studio album with this. And then the rest are like, basically like throwaway stuff. So I decided that I was going to make another mixtape with these ones and then a full studio album with the rest of them. So I'm working on a studio album. I just released uh, the uh, a mixtape, just kind of intermediary. Uh, what was it? Like, not August. Like, I think it was like August 1st or July 4th. I think I officially released it online. Um, so I got like a full... Hold on, let me pull them up. Sure. I got shit tons of them. I got fucking like a thousand of them sitting here in my room. SE unboxed. There we go. Yeah. That's a good demos and relax. Uh, rejects. rejects. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's uh just demo tracks and all the songs I got rejected from the studio album essentially. So it's 14 tracks. A uh, handful of collab songs on there, but I think like seven of them are all solo songs. Uh, I do so yeah. I to answer the question, long story short, I do do solo stuff. I have a lot of solo music out. It's just um the the origins is is was all group stuff. No, it's fair. No, it's fair. I just I just figured I asked because again, it sounds like you're going to another group. Um. It sounds it sounds like it sounds like for you the, like the last I would say from 2014 on like till I'll say 2018 was your growing up process. Is that accurate to say? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I went through a lot in life. Uh you know, we, I had to grow up about a lot of things, had to uh, you know, get a handle on my temperament and uh quit smoking weed quit smoking cigarettes uh the alcohol was on and off but you know i've just you know i i quit for a couple of years and i would drink again and then quit for a little while again and then you know i just i just quit again like 
like almost a month ago. So drinking fucking liquid death now because makes me feel like I'm drinking something. But, uh, you know, so it, it's it's been a process. It's all it's all work in progress. But, you know, I'm I'm working on stuff every day. I, I, I'm getting paid for the last two years. I've been getting paid to live and work in a studio full time. This is just my room. Our studio is downstairs. We turn the entire condo into uh like a full recording studio nice so so. for lack of a better term are you like the apprentice or student to the guy you're working with yeah kind i mean yes he's he's the one that's not producing but he's doing all the recording and mixing and mastering for my album i just got to finish writing it and you know practice everything so that the delivery is smooth um and he's teaching me things here and there uh as far as you know like distribution uh releasing like like release stuff and how to like promote it online and how to reach more people and i i'm i'm learning a lot of like behind the scenes stuff but um you know there's there's only there's only so much that every individual person can really teach you so i would i would say yes but there's going to be a point where uh pretty much after this album there's only so much more that i can gain through osmosis you know what i mean no it's fair like this is this sounds to me like in one sense this is this next album for you is a little bit of the spaghetti hitting the wall there's stuff you think it's good. Like you have it, you you have your own track record. You know what people tend to like about your stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I, I could be wrong with the read here, but this is this is your first real like this is the first big release, I guess. For is yeah, that right. This will this will be my first official like real studio release where we're gonna actually have like a planned out marketing. Uh, strategy and 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 all of that you know he's helping me a lot with that so in that sense yes he's definitely mentoring me and he's definitely getting behind me as far as like you need to change up these uh rhymes here you need to do this a little bit better you know what i mean so there there is a lot of that but um yeah yeah so i guess to answer your question yes okay so then but this is this is this is sort of like i said how do i put this this is also the one that if something can go wrong, will go wrong. You got a bit of a cut. You got a bit of a, you, I'm not going to say like, this is what you want, but let's just say worst case scenario happens. You're still in a good place, right? If things yeah. go real, if things go really well, which is obviously with the hope here, right? That things are going to go really well. You're going to find yourself, um, again, you're, you're going to find yourself at one point going, okay, I, I got to look beyond this thing now. I'm ready to go beyond this and kind of see what I can do on my own. Yes. I, I look at everything that I do in the music world as stepping stones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just on a, everywhere I'm at is just a different stone on my path. Um, and the this album that I put out, when I release it, I'm going to reach new people. I'm going to reach, uh, make new fans. I'm going to be doing new shows. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for like tour buy-ons or whatever. If I have to sell tickets, if I have to do whatever, just to promote it. You know, I, I know we were just talking about not fucking charging artists, but, you know, I'm still a sucker to it if it comes to marketing, you know. So everything costs money in the game eventually at some point. So it all comes to a head. But um, 
you know, to to try to reach newer audiences, I'm willing to bite the bullet. In some cases, I won't do it all the time, especially if I don't have anything to promote. But yeah, you know, and after this album's done, I'm waiting to see where my journey will take me next. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll move somewhere. Maybe I'll travel for a bit. Maybe it'll open up different doors and different opportunities for me to go somewhere next or something. Who knows? I'm just... Oh, it it, def- it definitely will. Like, I mean, that's just, like, the thing about doing stuff is it all leads somewhere. Now, where it leads, like, that's that's the magic question. If anyone knew that, the perfect answer to that, right, they'd tell you. But that's not, mm. that's not what, that's not the uh, thing, right? You can only go out there, like, like you have the hope, you hope for the best. Like, yeah. maybe when this is all done, like, I'll hear your albums on the radio regu- regularly still. Because there's, I mean, maybe, that's, maybe it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe I don't. Maybe this album comes and it goes, and you're like, okay, I gotta do something else, right? I think worst case scenario in this case is like I'm not banking on like blowing up. Would it be great? Oh, absolutely. I would love if it blew up, but um, I'm banking on it being a solid foundation for my actual for for me being able to take this as a career. Because everything else I have out right now is like mixtapes, can't clear samples, can't do this, can't do that. This will be uh, that that cornerstone, I think. No, absolutely. I mean, you can't, like, we, we talk about this, like, you can't really project whether it's going to be a failure or success. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. know until we do it. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. All you can do at the end of the day is ask yourself this question. Did I do everything I could do? to make this work Mm -hmm. and if you're honest with yourself and you can say yes then that then this is how it was supposed to be right Mm -hmm. and no matter what that looks like right no matter what that looks like at the end this was how it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing i mean like i said like the positive is you made an album like you made an honest to god legitimate album and one you're probably very proud of Mm-hmm. right and you should be you built yeah. it you made it happen right oh absolutely and, if it doesn't blow up like i said i'm i'm not gonna quit by any means i'm gonna keep at it but you know oh yeah i mean but that's the thing like like what i <coughs> pardon me i'm in canada so we i live mm. i live in i live in a country that is very does not have the same platforms you guys do down there when it comes to supporting the arts Right. Mm. And even though I, I would argue there may be less than they were before, you still got lots of people that are working to produce stuff down there mm. for mass consumption. And uh, so, I mean, the possibility of you hitting it big is is not impossible. The possibility yeah. of you not making it is also just possible. The, the real trick is don't get stuck on an idea of what you think it's going to look like. Just mm. let just let it happen. And if good things happen, great. If bad things happen, also great. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that like wishing you ill. It's just no. I know what you're saying. Yeah, mm. you, you you can't be married to you, you cannot be married to the result. You yeah. have to you have to be, you have to what you got to be married to honestly in this in this game is the process. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I I 100% agree with that. I'm just. 
I'm looking forward to it no matter what happens. You know oh, what you, I mean? You, and you yeah. Should. Like, like regardless of what happens, like I'm not really putting that much thought into that. I'm putting way more thought into like the sound and the process. And, you know, I've been working technically, I've been working on this album since 2018. So it's like, like I'm really sharpening everything and, you know, trying, I've written verses and thrown them out and written verses and thrown them out, you know, just to over and over and over again, because I don't want to just, I don't want this to be something like I, I've written songs in like 30 minutes, recorded them and then just dropped it. I don't, I don't want it to be that, you know, I want it to be something that I really like put my blood, sweat and tears into that I could look back on, you know, 10, 20 years from now and be like, I worked my fucking ass off on that, you know? And no one can no one can take that away from me, regardless. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, uh, I, I, I happen to be a big Nirvana fan. So the mm. the album that made them really famous, they literally recorded over on the weekend. Yeah. Right. I, mm. I, I think I think it's. I have a theory. Okay, and and by the way, I have to make a confession here, and I'm going to make this confession right now. Don't hold it against me. In okay. the last year, I became a Taylor Swift fan. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, right? No, but, I, I, I had a girlfriend that used to listen to Taylor Swift, and I find myself singing along to the songs when we play the CD in the car at one point. So I, you, you I know, get it. She, she's good. She's she's good at what she does, right? Yes. yes. So so, but the thing is, I realized something. I I have a theory. This is my theory. I could be wrong, and I could be on something, and maybe not onto something. But but the thing I I, I think that I think what this comes. I think it, if your work is a reflection of who you are, honestly, in that moment in time, it will connect to people. Mm -hmm. And you're, I, and again, and it's our, just this, this took me a long time to figure out as a writer, but it's something I just realized, like, I should be writing about the stuff I give a shit about. Because if yeah. that's the stuff, that, that's the stuff that's going to have the most me in it. Now I can refine it, I can sharpen it to a point but I find if it's if it's the right stuff, it doesn't have to sort of be the finest or the sharpest. It's just does it have the most connective material to what people understand? And the reason I bring up Taylor Swift, I could also bring up Eminem, I could bring up Dr. Dre, I could bring up Tupac, I could bring mm. up a lot of people in the rap game too, old people in the rap game because I'm not cool. But um, but the the thing is it right is the people that are the best. I think figured out the best way to express themselves. Mm. It's had some luck, but I also think that genuine, authentic self was in their work. Yeah. Yeah, I see that for sure. Yeah, and I and I and I agree with that. And I do try to put a lot of my authentic self into ev everything I do. And there are some songs that I do that are more like what ifs, or more like fantasy, or more like uh repackaging like stories people have told like people i know personally who have told me but like changing it so that it's like not too personal to them so it doesn't like burn them out or anything like that you know change cha making slight changes here and there for certain things but like you know i do different stuff but when it comes to this specific album part of me is being picky because like i know what i want i know what i know what needs to be there but it's like the words need to come out organically from, and I don't mean to be cliche, but from my soul. Yeah. And um, I feel like over time I'd be writing things and I'd be like, no, this is like, this is 
feels like it's trying too hard or I feel like this is like like too elementary. Like I feel like just the timing hasn't been right yet, but I'm at this point now where I'm like, I think the timing is right. And I probably will scrap some of the songs I've been working on for years and write something over a weekend. And it'll be fucking killer. But, um, you know, it just comes down to the fact that I have been working to get myself into the right mindset for, for it so that I just, I I'm in there and I'm confident and I'm killing it and I'm not second guessing myself. And, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty much there right now. I just wrapped up. Uh, we just did our second comfortably scum album. I just wrapped that up and I am doing a bunch of other shit. So like, I, I'm that's the next thing I'm going to be sitting down and tackling is finishing this record. So, okay, so I, I, I'll ask this because it sounds like I guess it sounds like you got a bunch of things kind of coming together. So, is it the right words or is it the right feeling? Both. I think I need the right feeling for sure. I think is everything that is like behind the words, but. I think like as I've grown older, I've had more experiences, my vocabulary's stronger, but my way of structuring and putting together words is better. Uh, my syntax, you know, everything is just kind of coming together now. It's kind of coming to this point where I'm like, time, the time is now. You know what I mean? Like there is a when I when I was younger, I was still too in my head. I was still struggling with something. I wasn't I don't I wasn't quite sure what that something was, but um it's out of the way now, if that makes sense. Can I guess what it was? Yeah, go ahead. Being comfortable being vulnerable. That's definitely part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um a lot more resolve in my life, you know, a lot less fear, but uh, so yeah, vulnerability is probably a very strong word. I would say that's that's probably hitting the nail on the head. I think every artist goes through this. Like we all have these great ideas in our head of what we want to say, and there is something about those ideas, the raw ideas, that's that's very powerful. But to get the best version of those ideas out, I I found that okay, it can't just be here. It's got to be here which means I got to come out of my shell. That means I have to go out into the world and say, here I am warts and all mm -hmm. and no fear, no shame. No, like I doesn't matter what it looks like to what I think it looks like. I have to show it anyway, because it's the only way I'm going to be the best version of me. Yeah. 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 It's about I think right. So. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. And whenever you hit that point, you can knock it out of the park. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm there with some raw stuff, you know what I mean. So it's like I got some some you know demons to let out on the pen and paper. So and some just heartfelt things, just in general, just things that uh, I don't hear often from other artists that I think will give my voice a unique flavor. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will. Like, I, I'm sure your voice is going to be unique because it's you, Thank you. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's you. I mean, if for no other reason, like, uh, I hope, I hope I say your name, right? I hope I'm cool enough to get this right. Zach Meister. That's correct. All right. So like, there's only one of you. 
Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, and even, and you've been working at this, I would say seriously, right. Since, mm -hmm. since your high school days. Mm -hmm. So high school, yeah, you, you didn't know anything and you realize, but it's, sometimes that was to your advantage. Now, you know, something. So now it's like, I know something. And, yeah. and I think one of the biggest temptations as an artist is once you know something is to become afraid of that thing. Right. And I think the really good mm -hmm. ones, I, I think there's respect. Like, I know, like, like, again, as I've gotten older, like, I'm like, people aren't going to agree with me on everything. People are going to be divisive on my thoughts and my feelings and, and, and some will love it. Some will hate it. But mm. I think, I, I think part of the, part of the whole process of becoming whoever you're supposed to become in this world is finding that uh, finding peace within like who you are and learning who you are in the process. And I think that's why I think it doesn't matter what the art is, right? I think the real thing is, what is it about your story that you feel you need to share to the world? It can be your demons. It can be your happy spots. Like, like, you know, there might be, there might be a non hallmark version of pure joy in your song somewhere, which would be amazing because mm. they're so hard to do. Um, yeah. Right. But maybe that's, maybe that's not there yet. Maybe, maybe it's getting out all the things you need to get out of about everything you've been through in this life. Mm. Right. Maybe that's, maybe that's what you need to do right now. I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing and bullshitting with you for this hour. Or yeah. So we're going to be on. Yeah. But whatever it is, right. It's going to be the thing that every story has been told. Every song has been sung except they haven't been sung by you, the way you see them, the way you interpret them. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, and there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a little bit of everything, a little anger, a little sorrow, a little happy, a little comedy, a little bit of everything, because I'm not, you know, a one-dimensional human being. None of us are, but... No. You know. Well, like going back to like the pop music reference I made earlier, I mean, she sings what she sings because partly because it sells. It's her, but, mm -hmm. but I mean, it sells too. Like, I mean, there, there is a little bit of, I mean, I think in the, if you, do, I'm going to say you're going to, you're going to rock it out of the park and you're going to find an audience. Now, whether you make your big break, I don't know, but I, I'm going to say you do. Mm -hmm. They might go to you and say, Hey, you know what? this really corny, jerky, funny song here that's in my, this album. Can you do more of that? Yeah. Right. And that's your hit. And you're like, that wasn't my plan, but sure. Why not? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Right. Right. Because part of this. Okay. Yes. All of us have things we need to say, but you know, what we also love when people are listening. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I almost yeah. know what I'm talking about. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> very, very wise. Very wise. It's just all, all, all of us have our own journey, right? So you, you've hit, you've hit the wonderful, like late twenties, really I'm, I'm 40. I'm turned 42 next week. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. So I have the answer to everything. That's the answer to everything age 42. If you get the literary joke, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The hitchhikers. That's right. Yeah, that's, I know stuff. Yeah, I don't. Hey, honestly, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like honestly, mu music. A lot of great music is based. I actually did an essay on Ray Bradbury this week. 
for a client, oh, cool. right? I had no idea he had inspired so many songs from so many artists until I actually researched it. Rocket Man from Elton John is actually based on one of Ray Bradbury's short stories. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's really not, cool. Yeah, it's a really cool thing, right? So, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I tend to think like, like, you do it differently than I do. Because if I sang, you'd give me five bucks to never do it again. You're like, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't, just, don't, just don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, listen, we all have our ways of, expression, of expressing ourselves. But what, 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 it, what it comes down to is, right, um, you tell the story, you tell the story the way you feel most comfortable telling the story, mm-hmm. right? That, that's it. There's no, <laughs> there's no, however that works for you. And when you're in, like I said, you've turned 30, so you've had that, you've had your baptism of fire a little bit in this life. You're like, okay, I'm still a little pissed off at the world and I can't blame you for that, right? Yeah. And but now I'm like, I don't, I give a shit less because I know who I am and what I'm made of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And now you're ready, you're ready to go into this. I mean, um, there's ups and downs. Oh, I'm, I'm 40. I still don't know up, up, up from down some days. In fact, I'm the older I get, the, I, I think by the time I get to 60, I will be confused and somewhat like, a confused child jumping out of planes, wondering what's going on in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. At 50, I, at 50, I'll be a super villain, but at 60, I'll probably be the guy like, I don't know how the world works, but you mm. know, that, that journey, that journey is, um, but in spite of that, I, I just like, I'm just, I'm very much more comfortable in who I am. Yeah. And I think that hap- I think just as we get older, I think that maybe that's the, that's the hardest thing about, about our, as we get older is, Okay, it's I'm not as pissed off about the world anymore. I'm still mm. pissed, but I'm not like you're way more angrier about it than I am. And that's yeah. probably and that's probably a good thing, but you'll come to a point like too where you'll be like, Meh, uh, okay, this is how the world works. I'm gonna go find my own magical place on earth here. And that's then mm. and that'll be fine when you get to that with that phase, right? So yeah. Um so I, I think the hard thing is, as I get older, it's like, okay, what gets me excited? I think that's the hardest thing as you keep getting older is you're looking for it and it gets harder to find. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can so see I'm that. A, yeah. So it, again, if I, if you see me coming down the aisle from the really obnoxious spawn, like red cape, you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you'll know yeah. why you might have your own version of that whatever that looks like but you yes know. but that's just it like life's too short man we gotta have fun oh yeah i mean i'm all about having fun man i never i never stop having fun i mean i'm a little tamer with my fun nowadays but fun it's still fun i still enjoy the music i still enjoy the process and Sometimes I'll listen back to stuff that I, I wrote and I'll give myself goosebumps or I'll make myself laugh endlessly. And you know what I mean? I, I've, I ha- there was a small time where I feel like because I was so in my head, the, the magic was gone, but it's back. It's been, it's been back for the last year and a half or so. I think, I think moving out of my hometown and just putting myself in a different scene and putting myself around more creatives. Cause, uh, 
you know, nothing against my hometown. I love everyone there. I love my family out there. I love all my friends out there. But, um, you know, just putting around myself, putting myself around the tongue tied people that do this kind of stuff all the time, that they're living and breathing music all the time and creativity all the time, I think was something that I really, really needed for my mental health. I really needed it. And not to say that, like, everything's sunshine and rainbows. I still have my my days, but it's just different now. You know what I mean? I look at everything as an opportunity uh, to to write, to be creative. And I'm just I'm in a much, much better place to do this now. Do you mind if I ask you what your what town you lived in was? It's Ventura, California. OK. Yeah. OK. Ventura and then Oxnard for about a year and a half, maybe almost two years. Okay, so Ventura is it like a smaller city? It's a smaller city. It's not like tiny, but it's like it's only an hour and a half north of like central LA. It's not super far, but yeah. there's nothing just not nothing going on there. I felt like there's no opportunities to find like any opportunities. I felt like I had to focus entirely online or go to LA. Because there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of really creative people in Ventura. I'm not going to take that away from it. There's a lot of creative people mm-hmm. out there, a lot of really talented people, but a lot of them also just didn't have the drive to do it the way that I really wanted to do it, or they didn't take it as seriously, or they're like clicky. You know what I mean? Like they have their groups of friends, and there's these people that they hang out with, and this is just that. And like trying, and like I said, I tried to do the whole like. I want to join this group or I want to join this, this clan or this whatever and try to put myself in there. I just never worked. I never fit in. I never, it, I never felt like I belonged. So it didn't work. And I feel like, you know, as I'll, as I age, my clan will change over time, but I feel like I found a place where I can be myself and be what I want to as a creative and, um, it's my creativity is being fostered here, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot another shot in dark. Let's see if I'm right about this. All right. Okay. Let's, let's yeah. see. Ventura, there's nothing against this. Again, there's nothing really wrong with the city. It's just when you lived there, there was a certain, I guess, for lack of a better term, expectation of who you were there, and you wanted to be something more. Yeah. It's not, it's not super far out of the dark, you know, you know, anyone I would date would want uh, me to, you know, get like a regular job, which, you know, I get it. Everyone, you know, that's nothing against them. It's just, that's not who I am. You know, I want to pursue a career in music and, you know, my parents want me to get a regular job, but that's not who I am. But that's that every, I feel like every artist deals with that. So that's nothing special. The, The thing was, is I feel like there was no opportunity there. I feel like there is no real enthusiasm there. And I, I, you know, part of that could be just me. Like I, I could create those things for myself there, but I feel like the town is too sleepy. I feel like everything there closes early. Everything's closed at like 10 o'clock. I'd rather be in an area like Hollywood or LA where not to say that things don't close here, but you know, bars and shows and things can go pretty late and people are, it's a, you know, the people never sleep, you know, there's and I need to be. Something. Yeah. What was that? There's always something to do where you're at. 
Yes. I mean, I, if I feel like being a fat ass, I can order McDonald's at three in the morning on Uber Uber Eats and someone will deliver it to me. You're not going to get that in Ventura. <laughs> no, if, I'm, if I miss my window to get food, it's it's done for. <laughs> oh, I, I, even where I'm at, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So there's a million mm. people here, but it's still got like it's so spaced out. It almost kind of feels like I'm in a bunch of small little worlds. So I, I I've been. I quietly have t- taken the show on the road for the last mm-hmm. little bit. I went to, like, so I did, did some stuff in San Diego. Some of that stuff's been released. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to keep doing that because again, there's just, I, I just think there's the appeal is there's just a lot of magic out there and you kind of yeah. want to be a part of it and nothing against, like, like I said, like what you're saying in terms of getting a real job. Yeah. I mean, lots of artists, lots of artists have to deal with this and they got to yes. make a choice of what that priority is for them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you want to really give this a go to see how far you can go and you're not mm-hmm. going to, you're not going to find that answer. No, you're not, you're not, you're not going to find that answer, um, where you're at, where you are at. And you know what? That's fair. Right yeah. now, maybe when it's all said and done, maybe you do go get a regular job. Yeah. Maybe. You know, nothing's off the table, but I think while I have this particular opportunity where I get paid to live in a professional recording studio, I want to. You know, let's see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? And I don't blame you. I don't like, honestly, look, I've done a lot of worst case scenario conversation tonight, but I'm going to say this is the last way in the most positive ways. Mm -hmm. You've chased your dreams Mm -hmm. and you, you put yourself in a position where you very well could succeed beyond your wildest dreams. And the only way you're going to do that, the only way anyone's going to like do that, listen, is to actually go for it. And you did. And you honestly, um, I, I love Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things from him is um, one of the things is one of the best things you can put on your tombstone is he tried or she tried yeah. or whatever gender tried today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and honestly, that is the that is the um that's the reality like i don't know what it's all gonna work out for you man but it sounds to me like you you you're you're trying you've tried you've done your best Mm -hmm. and honestly like uh, for what this is worth in this one hour conversation with me you've had Mm -hmm. you should be very proud of that thank you yeah and um you know i don't think i'll ever regret chasing my dreams so never no you'll never no no you'll you'll look at all the cool things that happened to you that a lot of people wish they'd have experienced Mm -hmm. i agree with that yeah like you will like nothing else like it like you had your own journey and that it goes a very long way so Mm -hmm. when does this out if in a perfect world when does this album come out a year from now year from now yeah i would like to have it all written by spring get all of the recording done by summer and then the mixing done in the fall and release it sometime around halloween maybe november worst case scenario uh things take a little longer and then it might be spring uh spring 2025 or something like that but I, I, I'm I'm buckling down and getting it done. So, so 
So, on that note, maybe at that point I'll be on the road with this podcast. I'll be in a Mystery Machine-esque kind of van debating mm. whether or not to have an ice cream music horn. I don't know if I want to get shot at because if I fake the ice cream, I like the, like bullets actually might come in my direction. And I, yeah. I can't blame them. I can't blame them because I, I, I am building them up with false hope, right? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I can't blame them. So I don't know about the horn, but mm. I will be, I will definitely be going through California um, sooner than later. Uh, would you like to do this again when your album's oh, ready to go? Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be in person. All right. Yeah, that'd, that'd be I'm, great. I'm even more obnoxious in person than I am here. I just got to let you know that. No, that'd be great. This has been a fantastic uh, experience. Thank you. No, oh, I appreciate it. So mm-hmm. we should, so then can I ask what's coming? Is there anything now you can talk about as, as you're doing now? Well, like I said, I got, we just finished up uh, Comfortably Scum 2. I just finished my verses for that uh not yesterday the day before that so it's all sent off that's the group that i'm doing with my buddies diastro and ill temper um so it's the second one we're doing three records the third one we're doing later on which will be called comfortably scum is canceled and this kind of leads into that but uh it's a fun com it's it's like comedy songs raunchy shock rap uh kind of falls into the like the category of like uh like horror core or whatever um but it's you know a lot it feels like it's one really long skit it's almost uh like how what is it what is it a concept out a concept out not not rocky horror that's that is a good uh comparison i guess but it is kind of like it's telling the story so the like we were saying earlier about our buddy who passed away that's how i met uh natalie dime uh these guys that I'm in this group with were also very close friends with him. And uh, this album, the concept of this album is that we resurrect him from the dead to produce an album for us because all the beats that are on it are by him. They're the beats that he left over before he passed. And um, so the concept is we resurrect him from the dead and he produces it. And it's like got a bunch of, like scooby-doo-esque themes and funky phantom samples and like uh you know it just feels like a big cartoon skit it's the kind of record that like if you're into like raunchy fucked up comedy type shit uh you you might want to like uh i don't know if you smoke but the kind of people that might listen to this might roll up a j sit on a beanbag and listen with their headphones on because it's like skits and 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 we're just telling this kind of like wild story about getting kicked out of shows for doing stupid shit and then rapping in the parking lot and then you know so it's kind of a strange but wild ride for sure it kind of feels like you had fun with it oh it was a lot of fun for sure yeah so when's that coming out this month or sorry october um I'm used to my podcast because I pre-record everything and I was recording for it earlier. So I was talking as if it was already October. No, no, that's um, fair. That's fair. Um, it should be out before Halloween. Our idea is to have it up on Spotify and everything before, like two weeks before Halloween. So it's like a good spooky but com- comical Halloween type record. Um, 
So there's that. I have my demos and rejects mixtape, which I'm still promoting pretty heavy because I have so many of these CDs that I got to move. I've been going to record stores and handing out samples and uh, handing stuff out at shows just to get people to check it out, hop over on the website. I want to build a buzz uh, slowly through social media and through everything so that people can subscribe and be ready for the album, the, the, the my, my, my studio album. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is Collectively Scum's album called? Collectively Scum 2? Comfort- comfortably Scum 2, yeah. Comfortably Scum 2. That'll be out yeah. on Halloween. And last thing we will talk about real quick is your podcast. You, you do a podcast yourself? Yes, sir. It's called The Meister Menagerie. Uh, what's the best way to do it? I got a big banner over there on the wall behind me, and I'm wearing my hoodie for it. Um, It's like late night talk show comedy type of show um runs anywhere between usually two to four hours long uh the first half is me monologuing and i talk about i'll do movie reviews or i'll talk about topical things in the entertainment industry Uh, i try to avoid like gossip and you know i'm not a gossip rag but i will talk about uh like i try to closely cover the ai art stuff that's been going on and i've been trying to cover the strikes and i do my best to to cover things that i think that are uh interesting and important elements in the world of art and like i said movie reviews and then the second half of the show i interview artists most of them are hip-hop artists and rappers and horrorcore artists and stuff like that um I try to get other genres in there as well, but I've just been doing hip hop for so long. I just know I have like, there's no end for my guest list when it comes to hip hop guests. So no, no, I got you. I'm just, I'm looking you up here. So, okay. I think I have a uh, website to find you. Actually, I was looking for that. So mm-hmm. I do have my own website. It's just zachmeister.com. Yeah. So I was going to link the podcast. And I just put that up right on Twitch, zachmeister.com slash podcast. Is where I go, but go to zachmeister.com for all things Zach. Yep, you can find the link there for the Spotify, but I'm also on like Audible and uh, Apple Podcasts and all the other ones. I just do audio for most of the podcast stuff, but I just added video portions for the interviews to my YouTube. So now I'm doing like if you just want to strictly watch the interview part, you can check that on my YouTube. Definitely do that. I think we have an interview here. What do you think, good sir? I think this has been great. Thank you. Yeah, all right. So for everybody watching, everybody listening, that will do it for this week's episode. So just Josh, I'll be back after my birthday next week with some more guests. Uh, as, a, as you can see, the show is going on the road and has been already on the road. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to actually donate and contribute to the show, Five bucks gets you access to all the travel episodes well before anyone else does. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode. This week's episodes. Stay inspired, everybody. Keep shining in the dark. And I'll see you guys next time. Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC. Hosted by Chanel Bostic. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Josh.
Shush.